Family Shield Ministries has a vision, working in partnership with the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod and other gospel-oriented Christian organizations. Family Shield seeks to impact the world for Christ and transform lives in time for eternity. Family Shield Ministries also has a mission to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and strengthen individuals and their families. But along with all this, Family Shield also has a need, a need for partnership and support from caring Christians to help with the vision and mission of family ministry. How can you help? Your donation of any size can be made securely through PayPal at FamilyShieldMinistries.com. You'll find the Click to Give tab about midway down the page. Your financial support and your prayers help keep Family Shield on the air and ministering to families through the power of Jesus Christ. FamilyShieldMinistries.com What are Satan's lies? One lie is that Satan doesn't exist. Another lie is that some people are beyond God's grace. They're just too evil to be saved. Join us today as I interview Michael Newman, the author of the book, Satan's Lies. During the program, we will offer listeners an opportunity to win one of his books in a special drawing. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for the Family Shield program. With me by phone lines, I have Michael Newman. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, great to be with you, Kay. It's a pleasure. Well, wonderful. Uh, you wrote the book, Satan's Lies, uh, kind of a subtitle is Overcoming the Devil's Attempts to Stunt Your Spiritual Growth. And I want to talk about this book today. I know we won't have time to deal with all of it. Why did you write the book? Well, I'll tell you, you know, in just my observation, I've been a pastor for over 20 years, and even just in my own Christian walk, uh, I not only experience, but see folks who are just struggling. And a lot of times they're struggling with things that turn out to be untrue. You know, for instance, you mentioned uh, that there are some people who are beyond God's grace, and uh, people walk through life believing that God could never love them. And then there's another side of it, too. There are those little things that tend to just get you frustrated, to follow up your relationships, to make life miserable. And uh, there's a great verse in Ephesians chapter 6 that says, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the powers of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You know, so I, parents who are frustrated and with their kids and there's fights in the car on the way home from church or on the way to vacation, you've got to remember there's something bigger happening here. The mm -hmm. devil wants your family to fail. He wants you to be frustrated to each other. So it's this awareness that there's a bigger battle out there inside, in relationships, and all around the world. And uh, one of the things that I said is one of the lies is that Satan doesn't exist. And if we don't understand spiritual warfare and that Jesus has already won the battle, we're at a disadvantage, aren't we? Oh, I, we sure are. It's, it's walking through life without our eyes really open to see what the reality is. Uh, boy, the devil doesn't want you to believe that he's around, and mm -hmm. he's done a really good job in he convincing really people either that he's a fairy tale, you know, the guy in the red tights and the pitchfork, 
Uh, C.S. Lewis commented a lot about that in the Screw Tape Letters. If you get if you get people to think I'm some you know the devil's some sort of myth, then the devil's at an advantage. And the other side of it is if if people get frightened, you know, mm-hmm. then then we run into trouble too. But uh, the devil wants people to believe that he's not around or that he's some fairy tale guy, and that people are fighting the battle on their own. You know, but the Bible makes really clear that Satan's prowling. You know, he's mm-hmm. like a roaring lion seeking to devour us. So we just need to be aware. And when all this stuff happens, we need to pause and be able to say, aha, yeah. there's a bigger picture going on here. There's spiritual warfare, and I need to know that Jesus is fighting for me and has won the victory. Right. And the Bible calls Satan the father of lies. Let's mm. just talk for a minute about that, because I love the title of your book, Satan's Lies. He is a liar, and uh, we need to be aware of some of his lies, as you said. But let's talk for a minute about how that impacts us. You mentioned fear. Um, when I do topics on spiritual warfare, Christians who know Jesus as their Savior, are often very afraid. Why do we not need to be afraid? Yeah, you know, that's and that's really something. I wrote the book in order to try to let people know you could talk about spiritual warfare, you could talk about temptation and Satan's work without having to cower in a corner or be afraid of something that, you know, is much bigger than you. Uh, obviously, Satan is frightening, but... Jesus conquered the devil and hurled him down and won the victory on the cross and as he rose from the grave. So we can talk openly about the reality of Satan's attempts to follow up our lives and pull us away from Jesus without getting freaked out. I think mm-hmm. that's a big thing. You know, you talk about spiritual battles and people say, oh no, am I going to see ghosts and spirits? Am I going to get freaked out? No, this is day-to-day walking with Christ, being aware of the pitfalls and the stumbling blocks, but always having confidence that he's the one who's fighting the fight, and he has won the battle for us. So, you know, we can be aware. Mm -hmm. We can be aware of what's going on, and uh, we don't have to be afraid of talking about it. Yeah. What are some of the other lies of Satan? Oh, you know, and this is the fun part of writing the book, was just seeing these little subtle lies that... Uh, come from all over, either inside of us or in society. One of my favorite ones is life is supposed to get easier. Mm-hmm. You know, people think, uh, well, you know, here, here I go, I've earned my keep, I've got some money in the bank, and now it should be just a great, I should be able to cruise into retirement, go on a bunch of vacations, and that's how life is supposed to be. And television tells you that, and mm-hmm. uh, the culture tells you that. But I'll tell you, talk to anybody who's live life a little bit, and they say, you know, it gets harder. Mm-hmm. It gets tough. You see more bad news. There's more difficulty and challenge in your family. Your health is uh, challenged. Uh, economy crashes, and the money thing isn't so easy. So Satan wants you to think that life just is supposed to be this continued easier road, and then things get difficult. Then you start to lose heart, and the first question you ask is, is God abandoning me? Mm-hmm. And you have this false belief that the journey we're on is supposed to be very easy, where, you know, Jesus tells you, oh, it's going to be tough. It's a tough road to follow this side of heaven. So that's one of the subtle lies, and that's how it works on you. Another one I love is you have to get caught up. You know, that's something I think all of us say. You have to get caught up. You have to get caught up. You have your desk piled with things, your dining room table, (laughs) your kitchen counter, all the things you have to do. 
And you wake up every morning and say, okay, if only I can catch up with everything uh-huh, now. Uh-huh. But again, that's not the reality of life. You know, God put us here to be in constant mission. There's movement of tasks. We're caring for people. But if you think you're going to get caught up with everything, then people start to become interruptions. Mm. Uh, You don't take time for those relationships. And you start getting so down on yourself because you don't seem to make progress. You have this false belief that at the end of the day, you'll check everything off your list, go to bed, and you'll have everything done. Well, the only time you get caught up is when you die. (laughs) There's always more work to do. So, you know, Satan does that, too. He he gets you so upset and uncomfortable and disengages Mm -hmm. you with those little lies that come our way. Well, talk about uh, chaos for a minute and how Satan could be behind that. I found that really interesting in your book. Yeah, you know, that's, I think sometimes when we picture the devil's work, we picture, as I said, this guy with the pitchfork or some scary monster coming up out of the ground and, and frightening us. And what that does is prevent us from seeing the real nature of sin, of brokenness, and of the devil's work. Uh, the real nature of what Satan does is chaotic. Uh, people ask the question, you know, why do things happen that seem so unjust or that are unjust? Why do people suffer? Why do little children die prematurely? Why uh, does a person get robbed or, or abused? And instead of saying, wait a minute, that's a product of our broken world, and that's the kind of thing Satan loves to do, that chaotic, awful, terrible thing that doesn't make any sense. You know, instead of realizing that, we say, well, God must not be in control, or uh, the world must be hopeless. So to look at chaos, and our world is so chaotic, so nonsensical, and even our lives, if we look at that and say, okay, that's the nature of Satan's work, that's the nature of our brokenness. We need a Savior for that. We need our hope from Jesus for that. It's so important to get clear on it. Sometimes I I, I call uh, spiritual warfare, uh, spiritual warfare and major household appliances, (laughs) because you know how how it happens. Uh, On any given day, your refrigerator will conk Mm. out, your microwave will stop working, your garage door opener won't work, and you get frustrated, and you get angry at people, and that's the kind of chaos that Satan likes to inject into life as well. Just everything going haywire. Mm-hmm. And it's good to remember that and pause before we lose it and say, okay, wait a minute, I need to yeah. pray yeah. instead of get despondent or lash out at somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, your book is so full of great stories to illustrate some of these things. And one of the stories I really liked was your being stuck in the mud. Can <laughs> you, you, and that goes on for a while, but just share a little bit about uh, that situation. Yeah, you know, this was when my uh, first daughter was very young, and we were expecting our second daughter. We were on vacation in a little town in Michigan and decided to go to a little park and uh, drove our car into this park. We, uh, As we thought there was a little road that led out of the park and went down a hill, it was raining in Michigan, and uh, we got stuck in this sandy mud in the park. And here my wife is, uh, you know, eight months pregnant, my little girl's in the back seat. There's no one around for miles. And I was in the mud pushing and rocking that car and trying to get out. I was absolutely helpless. Uh, and this is one of the things where you're, you're tempted to say, okay, uh, do, I, do I get angry? Do I lose hope? Do, does everything come apart at the seams? 
And the story illustrates really how God helps us, how he just steps in with his grace in the middle of the battle we face every day in this life and helps. Uh, as I tried pushing that car, we were there for over an hour, and finally I said, well, maybe I have to leave them here and walk and run into town and get somebody. And I was hesitant to do that, leaving them out in a kind of desolate area. Mm-hmm. And from out of nowhere, this old car came driving through the park, and we'd been here for years. I'd never seen anybody come out of this area before, and it was this antique car. And inside were four people, two couples in their 70s at least, wearing, <laughs> you know, uh, kind of nice casual clothes for, for an older couple. Uh, the ladies had some nice, you know, kind of sundress type of things on, and the men had some pants and shirts on. And I said, I stopped the car. I flagged them down and said, hey, listen, can you just go into town and send a tow truck? We're stuck, my wife and baby. And before I could finish the sentence, these four 70-year-old people jump out of the car and said, we'll help. I said, oh, no, 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 you don't go in that mud. You don't have to do that. They said, we'll help. They were, literally, I could barely keep up with them down the hill. <laughs> they surrounded the car. Before I could even get in the car, they pushed it out of the mud up the hill, and I, I could barely thank them before they jumped in their car and left. Uh-huh. I, and I thought, what just happened here? My <laughs> wife and I drove into town, stopped at a little restaurant. It was past lunchtime. Everyone was hungry. And we thought we debriefed a little bit. And we said, you know what? Mm-hmm. I've never, we've never seen those people around. It's a little tiny town. My wife had been coming there for years. We said, I think God sent his angel. Sent angel. That's what I was thinking as I read the book. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like God did send angels, uh, 70-year-old angels. <laughs> it's just, uh, but, but he can do that. Yes, well, he, he can. works in mysterious yes, he ways, can. Uh-huh. and his ways are not our ways. And he also does hear our prayers. I was praying and praying. Yes, sir during that time. And, you know, there's plenty of evidence in the Bible about God sending his angels to deliver Daniel and many others mm-hmm. from times. And that's, that's the encouraging thing, that as we fight the good fight, as, as we go through stress and strain and difficulty in this life, the Lord hears us, he hears our cries, and he does send his help. He's with us through it all. And that's the great confidence we could have in the middle of the spiritual battle. You bet. I'm going to make a few announcements, and then we're going to come back to continue talking about your book, Satan's Lies. Each week, Family Shield offers a complimentary booklet or resource to our radio listeners. This week, we're offering When in Doubt, Read the Book. To receive a free copy of this booklet about God's Word, call our response center at one 317 4326. Our guest, Michael Newman, has also donated three of his books, Satan's Lies, to Family Shield for a special drawing. To have an opportunity to win one of these books, call our response center at, again, that same number, 1-877-317-4326. When you call, make sure you share your complete name, address, and telephone number. So if we have to call you back, we can. Uh, I also want to give Michael an opportunity to share with our listeners where they can receive, purchase one of your books. Michael, can you tell us that? Sure. Yeah, folks want to go to, I have a website. It's mnewman.org, so M-N-E-W-M-A-N.org, mnewman.org. And on the website, they can click on the books, and there's links for uh, ordering the books, 
for you know, hard copies on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, or uh, if they have a Kindle or Nook, they can get versions there as well. If they go to Amazon and search Satan's Lies, uh, it'll come up. So uh, mnewman.org is a convenient, easy way to see all the versions and additional books that I've written. Great. We'll try to put that in our email newsletter as well that promotes our programs and like to let people know where good resources are. I also want to mention to our listeners that Family Shield can be contacted through Facebook and Twitter. Uh, yesterday, I put a question on Facebook, and that is, can you share one lie of Satan with me? Only one person responded, so it kind of lets me know people don't know what the lies of Satan are. And I want to encourage you again to be aware. We're going to talk some more about that. Let me just finish my announcements. We encourage you to pray for Family Shield and support us with a gift so we can continue to air the radio program on the station in your area. You can send gifts to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Again, uh, I want to go back to my guest, uh, Michael Newman, author of the book Satan's Lies. One of the things, the subtitle of your book is um, Overcoming the Devil's Attempt to Stunt Your Spiritual Growth. Why does not knowing his lies stunt our spiritual growth? Well, yeah, and that's because one big reason is because we constantly hear the refrain of these lies, whether we are aware of it or not, and they kind of soak into our subconscious. You know, whether it's uh, one of the lies that I highlight is life is all luck and coincidence, uh, Another one is what you do doesn't really matter. There, there's so many lies that come our way through some unsuspecting sources. And, gosh, people are so media-driven today, and they're watching movies and listening and watching TV. and uh, Those things just saturate a person's soul. And without knowing it, you develop this sense of what's really true. And frequently those things aren't true. Uh, so you walk around uh, believing these things or maybe in despair. And, you know, the one thing that's so clear in the Scriptures is if, if these lies are brought into the light, when the mm-hmm. light shines and when we see the truth, it's liberating, it's freeing, and there's a great understanding of God's love and of what life really is, you know, the fullness of life that Jesus promises. So it's great just to pull back the mask, you know, the the cover, the shroud, and say, wow, what's really true here? Yeah. Now, another uh, lie that I wrote down is, and I, I loved it when I saw it, don't bother God with your problems, especially your little problems. He's too busy. Uh, I remember when I used to teach Sunday school, I always had the children share prayer request with me toward the end. And I remember one little girl uh, raised her hand and told me her cat was sick. And, and, and I wanted to, you know, include that. And some of the kids snickered, you know, you don't pray about your cat. And I'm like, well, of course you do. You take everything to the Lord in prayer because he's God. (laughs) He's never busy, so busy that he can't hear our prayers. Well, I'll say, and you know, people buy into this Mm -hmm. life. People all over the the world, churched, and those who are not connected with the church say, you know, God is busy, there are big things happening, why would he care about me? And I've, in my experience, I've seen a lot of men do not pray 
because they believe that the only time they really should pray are with the big issues, uh-huh. God's I've too busy to too. take care of the rest. Yeah. And, you know, God says, call upon me. Mm-hmm. Call upon me in the day of trouble all, for everything and anything. Uh, he wants to hear, cast all your cares, all your anxieties, and that means little worries, you know, mm-hmm. on the Lord. Every little Bible thing. Says. Yeah, and so there are people, you know, there's a great example of what you talked about. You know, it's, it's a subtle uh, lie that per- seeps into our souls, but the devil succeeds in cutting us off from prayer, the thing mm-hmm. that God wants most Wow, from. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, at the very beginning, I talked about the lie that some people are just beyond God's grace. They're just too evil uh, to be saved. Uh, let's talk about that, because uh, that that's a lie that can keep us as Christians from sharing God's love, the law and gospel, with someone that really needs to hear it. Well, I'll say, that, that one is a biggie. And this is an interesting one. This is how Satan works with some of these lies. They're half-truths, mm-hmm. because we're all beyond God's grace on yeah, our we own. Are. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all lost and sinful and, and dead in our sins and transgressions, uh, the Bible says. So part of that is true, but the part that's missing is that Jesus Christ came and gave his life for all. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. And as Jesus walked the earth, he reached the outcasts and the sinners and the folks who were on the fringes and mm-hmm. showed that there's no one beyond uh, who he wants to reach. But, you know, Satan would try to get you to believe that pe- there are some people either too mean or too far gone in sin who could really receive the gift of eternal life. And like you said, Kay, uh, that may stop us mm-hmm. from planting a gospel seed where it's needed to be planted most. Most, yeah. yeah. I think I think uh, from the unchurched people that I've met in my life, when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of someone that has sinned greatly, <laughs> their mm-hmm. faith can be very, very strong. Not that all of us can't have strong faith, but um, I, I think we do tend to believe that lie, and we need to really think through uh, who, G- as you just said, Jesus went to the prostitutes and the and and the great sinners. Although sometimes those of us that are um, spiritual <laughs> can be just as big as sinners because oh, yeah. because we we think we're okay and. Uh, and Jesus saves even the righteous sinner. Oh, yeah. You know, and this is where Satan just follows us up with this lie, because he wants to create this divide. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are the, the good church people, in quotes, and then there are those other people. And he just tries to create a divide. Instead of all of us being God's beloved children, and each of us reaching in relationship and being unafraid to share the love of Christ in word and deed, and knowing that just as Jesus turned around the life of St. Paul, who was the, you know, he calls himself the chief of sinners. Yes. You know, God can turn around anybody's life at any time. Mm-hmm. And I know stories, and you know stories, of folks who, oh man, you thought they were lost causes. Yeah. You know, just far from God. Yeah. But in a miraculous and wonderful way, he got into their hearts. So this is really about a lie that would cut us off from giving God a chance and allowing everybody to have hope with really the will that God you know, has closest to his heart. I think it's encouraging for us, too, to understand that 
nobody is ever beyond the grace of God. Uh, there are people who are listening right now who have a son or a daughter or a husband or wife or a friend who just seem like they're never, ever going to trust Jesus, or, boy, how could they ever have a home in heaven? Mm-hmm. And the great thing about this, you know, Satan would try to get you to be paralyzed with that hopelessness. But Jesus opens the door, turns on the light, and says, you know what? That thief on the cross who said, yeah. remember me, yeah. you know, today he's in heaven. There's yes, never anyone too far gone. There's always hope. And maybe you won't be the one who reaches them. Right. But, boy, be on your knees in prayer and be hopeful in prayer that God's will is to reach that person. He can do it he in can a, mir- do a miraculous way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just a, one more lie. A Christian never feels afraid. Talk yeah. about that for a minute. Oh, boy. You know, how many times have you heard uh, you know, a, a person say, well, I'm not afraid to die because I know where I'm going. Well, that may be true, but I'll tell you, I've been with people who are dying, and, and they're afraid of how they're going to die and if it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of fears in this life. It's, again, it's one of those half-truths. On one hand, we don't have to be afraid. We have no fear because uh, Jesus Christ has conquered all. On the other hand, we understand Jesus stress and anxiety when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane uh, facing the cross, and there, there, there is genuine fear that we have, too, and we can cast that fear uh, upon our Father and receive his comfort. So uh, if you think to be a Christian, you have to be this fearless person with no doubts. Uh, that's one of Satan's lies, too. We can be fragile and frail and uh, you know, walk with Jesus. You bet. Well, my guest has been Michael Newman, author of Satan's Lies. I did not mention that it has a study guide included, and I'd like to ask you about that, but I'm afraid if I do, um, I'll, I'll run out of time here. So I'm going to, I just want to thank our listeners and, uh, uh, pray that the Lord would bless you and your family. Our mission is to educate people to know Christ. And grow in his word. And this book focuses on that. Uh, is If we know Satan's lies, we will grow through God's word in a, in a better and more important way. And we know that Jesus Christ has already conquered the devil. But he's still in our world, working in our lives. We can say, be gone, Satan, because of Jesus Christ, not because we're capable, but because of Jesus. So I want to just encourage you to remember that. Again, you can learn more about Family Shield on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. This is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Again, my guest has been Michael Newman, his book, Satan's Lies. Uh, We hope that you will have a wonderful weekend. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.